eight years. Um, my husband and I, three girls, um, always been residents in Greenville, Mississippi. We own a couple businesses here, um, and we've been under this leadership. It's been nothing but growth. So it's an honor and a pleasure to stand before you today to do what we call or speak on what we call intercession prayer. Amen. Amen. Everybody's heard of intercessory prayer before. Am I correct? Okay. Before we begin, we'll go ahead and pray. Father God, we come before you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, as I stand here, Father, I lift up these that have come in, Lord God, to seek wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Father, we thank you for them, O oh God. I ask that you will use me for your glory, Lord God. Speak a mighty word in this place. Teach what you need to have taught. Be, be taught, Lord God. It is in Jesus' name, Father God, that we come seeking knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, Lord God. Fall in this place. Rain, God, right now. Drop your super upon my natural, Lord God. Father God, that the people here will receive you, O oh God, and none of me, Lord God. Father, I ask that your will be done, that you be glorified. It is in Jesus' name that I come. Amen. 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 Developing a strong intercessory uh, team. First of all, what is intercession? Intercession is pleading with God on behalf of others. How to develop. Develop is to create, form, or grow into. When creating or developing your intercessory team, you want to kind of sketch out people of whom you think or whom you know that have a love for others. To pray for others, you have to have a love for them. You have to have a love for God first. Because God is love. Then we're going to pray for others. And standing in the gap for them means we put ourselves on the side. Someone else is praying for us. That main person is Jesus. When we're interceding for other people, Jesus is interceding for us. And more than likely, Things happen, blessings come, and prosperity comes because we thought not of ourselves, but of others. Um, from the book of 2 Corinthians, 10 chapter, verses 3 through 5, I'm going to read it. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. There's everything that comes to attack the mind, because the mind <coughs> is attacked first. We battle with that thing. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Intercession is another form of warfare. It's another form of warfare. It is how we now fight. Because we are of the world, we don't fight like the world. So we have to fight in prayer. Different forms. We, we fight by prayer, faith, hope, love, and the word of God. The word of God being first. That's how we fight. We get on our faces. We, we, we cry out to God until something breaks through. You've often heard someone say, don't ask God but one time and leave it alone. I have in my day. That's not true. He says to be persistent in prayer. Be persistent means to continue until something breaks through. Be Persistent. So in being persistent, um, the key thing in our warfare, incestual warfare, is battlefield. Planning for battle. But 
because it's going to be a battle. You are attacked first because of who you are. How do you know you are in a sister? How do you know? How do you know? When you find yourself praying for people, others more than yourself. When you find yourself loving harder than normal. So, you know that you are an intercessor because that's what you do. That's what we were born to do. Some of us, some of us have just a gift of interceding for others. There were several in the Bible that had gifts of interceding for others. Jesus being one. Interceding on our behalf. I have a couple of them written for you that we're going to talk about. Abraham. Abraham was an intercessor. Right. And the Old Testament contains examples of some great intercessors, beginning with Abraham. And that's around Genesis, the 18th chapter through 19. The Bible records stories of destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis, the 18th chapter, beginning at 20, verse 22. We find Abraham pleading for the life of his nephew Lot. We read that Abraham stood before the Lord and asked, Will thou indeed destroy the righteous with the wicked? Abraham pleaded to God's justice because he knew God was a just God. And just because Abraham pleaded for life, Lot life was was spared. It was spared. It was spared. Whose life can you spare? Whose life can you spare? And this is a time now that intercessory prayer is very vital. We need it. People have really lost their way. We have lost our way and we have nobody we have nobody want to put in the work, put in the labor to intercede on others' behalf. Because intercede costs just like ministry costs. Right. It costs you something. But what are you willing to give up to intercede? To build this team, to develop this team, you have to lay out a strategy because there comes a point where there's a time that you have to set aside to intercede for these people or intercede for something. Different situations, different uh, things that comes up in life, family members or others that you know of, your church, whoever. You have to set aside that time. Develop that group of people that are willing, that are willing to go over and beyond the call of intercessory. You have to develop the time. That's first off. And you're going to get your people. Those that are willing to risk everything, sacrifice to do so. Then, most and foremost, you got to put it into action. Going into prayer. It's one thing to pray, and I'm going to step into something else, but being filled with the Holy Ghost and praying. Because there's a heavenly language and there's regular language that also the enemy can't pick up or hear. When you're interceding and you're in your heavenly language, that's between you and your God or what you're speaking to God about. Then God talks back to you. You have to grow that relationship. First and foremost is growing a relationship with God that you are able to hear to know what it is to fight, what it is to pray about and fight about. Some things are not even worth it. Some things you can do on your own. Um, that means you have to open the channel between you and God. Opening a channel is first communicating, speaking with God, developing that relationship that, that things then occur between the two of you. And you know how far to go, what to do, and how to do because the Holy Spirit then leads you. That says, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. In Isaiah 56 and 7 chapter, prayer is very, very vital. But no one wants to do it anymore. 
we say silent prayers where we say, like, Lord, bless them. Bless them. I ask that you would bless them from the top of the head to the sole of the feet. No, that is good. I'm not knocking it at all. Because I do. I do it too. But to what extent do you go? How would you, uh, how far would you go? Um, I have another scenario. Paul was a very good innocent uh, seer. He even wrote books on inter interceding in the um, in the New Testament. Now we're going to talk about Stephen. Stephen was called an intercessor in the Bible in the book. I'm looking for my message. When you're counting the calls of being an intercessor in the book of Acts 7 and 60, where Stephen prayed for his people or prayed for the people. The next question is you're going to go through some things. People are going to talk about you. Everything going to come up against you. Stone. Stephen was stoned. He was stoned. But in the midst of his stoning, he still prayed for the people. Can you still pray for if they stone you? From your heart, truly. Can you still pray for them? If you got the love only, that's the only way you'll be able to do it. Because the book of Acts, go there with me if you like. The book of Acts says, I'm getting there. And then I'm in the clear. Everybody says, oh, King James, I'm going to go here. The one over there, I'll tell you. Um, read that one out. Six, that's right. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice. Right. Lord, lay not Acts 760. Lord, lay not this sin to charge, to their charge. And when he said this, he fell asleep. The people stoned him because he corrected them on what had been done in the past to mm -hmm. other apostles, other prophets. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to receive what was right. But being told what is right, you get persecuted for it. Right. When you're persecuted, can you still pray for them? This is what intercessors do. This is what intercessors do. I'm so sorry. I'm about to get out this jacket. This is what we do. We set everything aside. We think not about ourselves, but about the others. But Jesus said, God forgive them, for they know not what they do. He interceded for them. Yeah, he interceded for them. So we are we are to intercede in spite of no matter how bad it hurts, we are to intercede, pray from the heart, because God knows the heart. He knows the heart, so you have to check yourself at all times when you're going into prayer for these people or for anybody or any certain situation. Another form of intercessory and what it does, it sets the atmosphere for different events and different things um, you want to go into. You pray about it. You continue steadfastly, persistently. Pray, pray, and pray. Amen. 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 Moses. Great example. Hmm. Moses is one of the greatest examples of an innocence. In the book of Exodus, the 32nd chapter, um, we learn a great deal about how to pray or his, by his examples. God had become angry with the chosen people because they lost faith 
and begin to worship Golden Crack. God said, I have seen these people, and they are stiff-necked people. Now, therefore, let me alone. Because you got in my word, Psalm 4. He says, uh, leave me alone. Because my mind made up. Then my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them. Moses stood in the gap between the just of wrath, the just between the just wrath of God and the people, pleading mercy for them. And guess what God did? He had mercy. Are you able, knowing that the people? Well, in their ignorance, lost their faith, standing the gap for those people, for your land, for something that you own or something someone else owned, but you know they wasn't doing right. That's what intercessors do. We go over and beyond. We go in and out of hospitals. We go around the community. We're developing different organizations. Praying and, and building. Intercessors build up. They build. They build in prayer first. How can they pray? Unless they believe. So that comes by faith. You have to have faith in what you're praying for. If you don't have faith in what you're praying for, you just went into woman's pain. Nothing. Nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. So let's stick in your neck out, fool. We go over and beyond the call. Go over and beyond the call. Because intercession is not something that you do. It's a gift. It's something that is birthed out. This is something that you are gifted to do. It's a burning that I do this. It's a burning. If it calls for you to get up at a certain time, go to sleep at a certain time, to intercede, have you counted the call of intercession? Counted the call. It's burning. It's a burning because you find yourself doing it at all times. Yeah. Amen. 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 Um, let's talk about Moses. Another example of how Moses stood in between the just wrath of the people and pleading God's mercy for them in the book of Numbers where he, where he uh, prayed for the Israelites. How to come <clears throat> when he prayed for the Israelites. Here the Israelites have come to the border of the promise and land, and land, and the Lord tells Moses to send in men to spy on the land, and then report back to Moses saying, "We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we." This is in the Book of Numbers. The Israelites mumbled against Moses and Aaron and against the Lord, and the they allowed fear to overcome them because they focused. Because they focus on the giant instead of the Lord. God became angry and said, How long will these people despise me? How long will they not believe in me? In spite of all the signs, I have wrought among them. I will strike them with pestilence and disinherit them. Moses pleaded again. He asked, God, he said, pardon the iniquity according to the greatness of thy steadfast love. Moses was concerned for God's uh, Moses was concerned for God's reputation between them and both the examples. He interceded on the ground that if God destroy him or destroy people of Egyptians would hear of it and say the Lord would not be able to bring them 
into the land which he swore to give it. So God had mercy on them because of his word. He said to bring him a remembrance of his word. God had mercy on them. But it had not even been for Moses and the favor that Moses had with them. So that is just how important intercessory prayer is. It's so important. Some things you would never know God prevented from happening because of prayer. Some things he brings us into to pray about or to pray for so that he can show others he's bringing you out and he's one again. But it depends on your devotion. It depends on your commitment to intercessory. Your commitment to pray. Are you committed to pray? Are you committed to it? Is it a burning inside? It says I have to get up and I have to pray. I have to pray. You build a relationship with God in prayer. Which means he can hear you. You can hear him speak back to you. So then you begin to have conversation with him. And in conversation, he gives you guidance. He needs you. He's pointing to you the wisdom of what prayer he needs you to pray and whom you need to pray for. Because you can be in the middle of prayer and some name pop up or he'll show you something. That means I need to be praying for this. Well, I need to be praying for this. Because you didn't have an ear to hear him in order to pray. An ear to hear him. Um... Back in the book of Acts, it said that if you go up a little bit farther with Stephen, he said, I think it's around the 50, uh, 55th verse, said, but he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into the heavens and saw the glory of God. Full of the Holy Ghost. On 55. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what happens in the end. But in the midst of it, God came in. God interceded because of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost came in. You understand what I'm saying? And in your prayer life, you can hope the Holy Ghost intervene. Then you go into your heavenly language. So then you have this intimacy with God. You have this intimacy. That means you're having a personal conversation with you. Okay. Let's go to battle. Planning for the battle. Once you are in God's presence, you can now discover his battle plan for the situation which you or someone you know are facing or is facing Problems because prayer alone is not enough for you. Um, prayer is not enough alone. Not enough. You will need to target for prayer. You will need a target. In the midst of prayer, if you're praying for someone, God normally speaks to you. If you don't know exactly what it is to pray for, that's when he takes you into your holy language again. Because now you're hitting the target. The holy language hits the target of what needs prayer. Amen. Amen. To discover God's plan, just ask him. Just ask him. The Bible says to just ask him. If any of you need wisdom, you should ask God of it. And he will freely give it to you. That's in the book of James. We are, the, we are to pray by listening to the Holy Spirit that God will be done. Do you know that you can have so much favor with God that you could be praying for someone or something to happen um, for someone or somebody to get a breakthrough? You would think it's a breakthrough. And it not being the will of God, but he will do it just because you asked. Right. So then when you pray, you have to pray, Father, your will be done. 
your will be done. Because you can pray something in too fast, or you can pray something out too fast. You can. You can pray it in, or you can pray it out too fast. For example, my grandmother, she was diagnosed with cancer, and we just knew that God would heal her and she would stay. And we prayed and we prayed. And, and, and she laid and she laid and she laid. Because it kept her. But it wasn't God's will. We wanted her here with us. But God said it was enough. But because of the prayers that were going forth, I believe that God honored it. Yes. But the minute he opened our eyes, all we can ask is, okay, God, your will be done. Because she's suffering. We're just glad to have her with us. And, and I'm sure that you are, most of you all fathers have gone through that before. We don't want them to go. But now we have to accept God's will and say, Father, that your will be done. Because you can be holding a person here against their will. That person that you wanted to go. Um, we can pray and break through to come. Too bad. So now we have a premature breakthrough. Premature birth breakthroughs don't last long. God could be taking someone through something for his glory. In which he does. In which he does. But if we're praying and we're asking God to do something, He does do, he do that. Then nine out of ten, if it one time, it won't last. So now we have to say, Father, it is in Your time and in Your will that it be done. All we can do now is pray strength, pray pray for endurance, for long suffering. We have to know how to pray. If we don't know how to pray, we'll be in trouble. We'll be in trouble. So, prayer is a keynote to kingdom, to ministry. It is vital. We need it in the house of God. We need to be teaching others. I'm young. I'm young. I consider myself young. <laughs> I was brought up old fashioned way. We had to pray. We was taught to pray. We was taught that was the only way we could break through was pray. But nowadays we're not teaching our children that. So we need to grab our young ones and we need to teach them how to pray. How vital prayer is and how significant it is. How it helps. How it brings them through. We have to teach the church need intercessory prayer. We need intercessory prayer. Because it keeps us on our focus. It keeps us, it edifies the body of Christ. Prayer edifies. It's nothing that we can do. God said his house will be called the house of prayer for all nations. That means the kingdom is built on prayer. It's built on it. And if you're not praying and things just all out of whack, then we complain. But he's going to hold us accountable for those that know that they are intercessors and not on their job. He said we are to be watchmen. We're watchmen. That means we ought to know how to pray, pray. and fight at the same time. That's right. Watch, pray, pray, and fight at the same time. We can't, we, we're not like the world, so we can't say, I'm going to leave my vision down, you know, because we're going all out and somebody didn't say something. We can't do this. We're not, we're not of the world. He said, there's a kind of minded. 
That's not our fight. We don't fight like that because we are not fighting flesh and blood. Ephesians 6 and 6. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. So we have to know where the fight begins and meet them at that beginning. We have to meet the fight where it is. And that's going before. That is going before. Amen. Innocence. Everybody in this room, you're in here because they let them die. Or because we have pastors and leaders. Right. Or to be equipped to be one or become better, you know, at what we're doing. Because a lot of things that we were studying, I was studying, meditating on. We've been, I've been an intercessory for over three, four years now. And a lot of things that you go and you find and you seek in the Bible, you thought, oh, I'm, I'm far from it. So I'm to. Yeah. You have to be. So that's what you're in this room for. To be better equipped on what I'm doing. What am I facing? Am I here? Because if you come here, you have to come here wholeheartedly. You got to be doing it from the heart. If you're not doing it from the heart, then you just got up in vain. You just did everything in vain. You wasted breath. Because it's not going anywhere. That's right. It's not going anywhere. But coming from the heart. Coming from the heart. And me and God, what he said, I, you, and you, and me. That's the love of others. Mm. If I get down, and I'm not saying you can't pray for yourself. That is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying. But your focus should not be on yourself. Your focus should not be on your situation or what you're going through. I had to be taught that. I had to be taught that. Because I could have been heavy. I could have been going through something and I was too heavy to pray for others. But you have to win your way through it. Win your way through it. That, that's going into a heavenly language because I'm so heavy till I don't know what to pray for. But I know that the Spirit searches all. Yes. Yeah. So then He knows what to pray for. So then in your, your heavenly language, you get involved. It'll soon break through. And you will forget about you yep. and forget about what you was going through because you have moved past it and you'll see breakthroughs in your own lives because you're praying for others. The same prayer that you're praying for others may just happen for you. God blesses you because it is the intercession that He seeking. He sees, he sees your heart. Know that when you come before Him, he knows that you don't have it all together. <laughs> he knows that you had issues when you got down. He said that he cares for you. And whatsoever thing that you cared for, he cared for. Cast your cares upon him. So then it makes it easier for me to pray for others. Because my cares has been cast upon him. And Jesus is seated, seated at the right hand of God, interceding for me. Yes. So then that takes my mind off of me. Yes. You'll find yourself just doing, 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 going, going, going for others. Because of the love, it, it, it's just a thing that, that wears off into just reality, just life itself. But then you can get in the way of God because some things God may not be ready for you or ready for that person to have or you know, he may not be done with that person. But all we can do is pray. Father, thy will be done. Thy will be done. Um I don't want to go to it. <laughs> <laughs>
In the book of Samuel, the uh, first Samuel seven three, he was another one who interceded for people. He was a judge and a leader, raised up by God. The Israelites had been worshiping false gods, and Samuel called them to repent and put aside the foreign gods and set set them set their hearts. On Yahweh, which is Jesus, <clears throat> Jehovah. He knew God was angry with them. So he said, I will plead with Yahweh for you. When the Israelites learned that the Philistines was ready to march against them, they said to Samuel, Do not cease calling <laughs> upon Yahweh, our God, to save us. From the power, from the power of the Philistines. Say, do not cease. Not to pray. Don't don't cease. We need you to be praying. We need you to be praying is what they said. They recognized Samuel's importance as an intercessor for them. They recognized the fact that Samuel had favor with God. When people recognize that you got favor and your prayers are moving, your prayers can get a breakthrough, they will ask you for prayer. But now you have to be led by God when you pray for Hallelujah. Um, they recognize Samuel's importance as an intercessor for them. Far be it for me that I should sin against Yahweh. By ceasing to plead for you. Or to instruct you. He said. Why would I not? I wouldn't sing it. Because he knows that's what he do. He was born to intercede. That was his duty. It's called a call of duty. Other intercessors you can read, you can read about are uh, Amos, Solomon, uh, Ezekiel, Paul, and Stephen, which are some of the ones that I went through, which was Paul. Paul wrote the book of letters. Paul wrote letters sitting in the prison. He interceded through his letters for the churches. He interceded for others. Because that's what he did. He was an intercessor. How you doing? He was an intercessor. A true intercessor. He went over and beyond. In most of his books he said, I beseech you both. Yeah. Y'all hot. It's really hot. It's really, really hot. We may need to open the door. Yeah, When, he, when, when, when Paul began to write his letters, in the beginning, he always greeted them. He always greeted the people and told them who they was and who he was. He said, grace be with you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And he went in through them. He said, I'm coming to you through Jesus Christ. Meaning when I write this letter, this is what I'm praying for you. In the Corinthians church, in the Romans. Ephesians, yeah, on and on and on. Colossians, he interceded for all of them. That's our duty, is to intercede. That's what we're called to do in this room, if you in this room. Because apparently you have a burning for it. You wanted to know more on it. 
You know, you want to be edified for, equipped for. This is where this starts. Um, you're going to know your responsibilities to intercede, the importance to intercede, and learn the responsibilities. You, I can give you some books if you want me to write, if you want to write these down. And this is our responsibility to intercede. Isaiah 59 and 16. Galatians 6 and 2. Isaiah 59 and 16. Galatians 6 and 2. First Timothy 2 and 1. Responsibilities, and you can go above, and I'm gonna read it out of a clear uh, version. He says, He saw no one helping the oppressed, and no one ready to intercede for another. The Lord will use His own arm to bring Him victory. He will use His own arm to bring Him victory, which means He'll go all if you're not gonna do it. He'll send someone else to do it. Yes. He'll send someone else to do it. And then you have just missed your call. You have just missed it. Um, Galatians 6 and 2. If I thought my own laptop would move fast enough, I would use I mean, my own application. 6 and 2 says, Mm-hmm. Bear one another's burdens. And in this way, you'll be doing what Christ himself would do. Intercede. Bearing burdens. Would you bear anyone's burdens? That's a true intercessor. Bearing other burdens. I can feel this. I, I'll go through this with you. I'll go through this with you. We're going to pray our way through it. Pray our way out of it. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> 1 Timothy 2 and 1. That will be the last one for our responsibility to intercede. First Timothy. Did I say First Timothy 2 and 1? I'm urging all our people to be more consistent in prayer. First, they should bring their petitions to God with thanksgiving for what he has already done for them. Then, should pray for people everywhere so others, too many, may accept the gospel and be saved. Everywhere you go, everything you do should be evolving around prayer, evolving consistently, being persistent in it as well. Everywhere we go, everything that we do, he says, always being done through them. Then they should pray for people everywhere they go. Did somebody get saved? Somebody can say so. That is one. Those are three of our responsibilities. Three um, scriptures for our responsibility. Now, the importance comes from Genesis the eighteen chapters, which was for all righteous believers. For all righteous believers. Why? 
we should pray. Chapter 18, yeah. It's going to run through chapter, from at chapter 18 to through chapter 19. Of why it is important. God's words on intercession. That came to this our topic. That was our foundational scripture, which was 2 Corinthians 10 35. The weapons of our warfare is not called. That is why we pray. Because we're not fighting fleshly things. So then we have to meet it in the spirit. We have to fight it in the spirit because it is in the spirit that is fighting against us. Amen. Amen. Gave you some names of who was intercessors in the Bible. What was done? That was it. Now, are there any questions for me as intercessory questions? Job. It spoke to me on different situations that I went through this week because um, I've been people been asking for prayer, but I usually just rush in and go ahead and do it. But this week, God dealt differently with me. With I want you to not jump in ahead so quickly. I want you to kind of stand back and wait and do it when I tell you to do it, not do it when you want to do it, when they're asking you to do it. Um, and I learned a lot from just by what you were saying, and, you know, I, you did a wonderful job. Well, glory be to God. For <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad that he did deal with, um, deal with you like that on it, because he had to deal with me on it. I can't. Someone walks up to me after service or wherever I am and says, Hey, sister, I need prayer. Can you pray for this and can you pray for that? And I immediately go to praying. Oh, Father God, this, that, and the other. Let this happen and let that happen. Oh, God. Oh, you, everything. But I have to first stand. Stand in the will of God and know what I'm about to pray for. You know what I'm about to pray for? Sometimes it even takes, yes, ma'am, I'll pray for It may not be at that time that you really need to be praying. Because God can do, okay, Father, I lift this person up to you. Now you tell me what it is that I need to be praying for. You know? What targets I need to hit because I may be standing there praying and she may be like, yeah, that's not it. Or what well, you know, she's not gonna say it or he's not gonna say it, they're just gonna agree. Yeah. But I just pray. What did I pray for? We have to be led by the Holy Spirit. So that we'll know what we're interceding, who we're interceding for, and what we're interceding for. Yeah. Because we are so eager people to be used by God till yeah. we are rushing to things and we go too fast. Yeah. I said in the book of uh, help me y'all, time season. It's a time and a season for everything. Um, Ecclesiastes. Third they're not going to tell you everything, but yeah, God knows everything. And what I'm discovering um, just throughout this week, before I even got here, is that, like you said, God could be dealing with that person. This could be a sin this person has done and don't want to acknowledge it to God as well. Because you can't, a person has to confess their own sin. That's they right. have to acknowledge their own. Yeah, right. you can enter but if the person won't acknowledge or confess or do what God has asked them to do, then it's like you fighting against the grain. To me, it seems that way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible says, I have mercy on whom I have mercy. I have compassion on whom I have compassion. 
He also said his grace is sufficient to solve. So it's not always the sin that takes them through. But it could be from your stubbornness and disobedience, which is sin. That you're going through some things. And it, it, sometimes even, okay, your favor is going to, your, your favor can can hinder the process. Because I didn't pray for you and I want you to pray for that. God has looked down and he has did just that. But it hindered the process of the world. Because sometimes when we go through, it's to take us to another level. It is to take you to higher heights and deeper depths. Now, I'm not saying don't pray for the sister. I'm not saying don't pray for the brother because we all need prayer at all times. And sometimes mm-hmm. we can be asking for prayer and we have to read some of those things. We have to read some of the things. And then sometimes we don't pray for ourselves. Those people don't pray for themselves. So I immediately rush into prayer and I'm praying, but I have to say, you're going to have to pray for yourself. You are going to have to pray for yourself. Pastor Bishop has said it over and over and over and over. Some of us, we're still living on grandmother's prayers, great grandmother's prayers. We're still getting blessings from grandmother's prayers, great grandmother's prayers. When are you going to pray for yourself? When are your prayers going to go up? When are you going to strive for righteousness? When are you going to start, you know? Sometimes, that's why I say you have to be led by the Spirit. Because sometimes, we can step into a battle that we don't even have in a position of. We should even get right. Right. Amen. Now we're in the way of God. Right. Mm-hmm. And then this person going to have to go around this mountain again. Because yeah. we're in the way. So we have to know yeah. what to pray for, when to pray, mm-hmm. and how to pray for it. Something you want to see. That's what's saying. It's constant. You put them out there. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You, know, you, yeah. do something, you do something dumb, but you ask me to pray for you. Then, but then, and now I'm going to be led by the Spirit because I'm not going to pray. You know what? Well, no, we can't do that. We can't do that because we just read of Moses. How Moses prayed for him when they were stepping at the people. He said, God pardoned their iniquity. Right. For they have done. They have sinned. They have sinned against your will, but I'm standing in the gap for them because they know not what, what they, they do. do. They're standing in the gap. Intercede. That's what an intercessor does. Are you? Because we got so many of them. I'm sorry, I'm coming to you. We got so many of them out there lost and have gone astray. Their parents hadn't been taught how to pray. So nobody is praying for them. Grandmama gone. Pray, Grandmama gone. So who's praying next? Somebody got to pray for them. So here we are as a people. When God show you these things, you walk past these things, it wasn't by happenstance. It wasn't. He showed it to you for a reason. God, I'm coming there for a Father, that thy will be done. Yes. But it, the results turned out good. I'm Amen. really glad that God <coughs> put me on hold because mm-hmm. in the following day, what she needed to do, she did. <laughs> Amen. She just had, she was doing beyond what God wanted her to do. You have to know when step back, take a break, and she was allowing some things to just overpower her. Amen. By me stepping back, just doing what God said do, it allowed for him to work with her. So this way she could rely more on God and not on me. That's right. That's right. Now, we, we, we're just standing in the gap. We're not God. Right. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Or don't let people because no. I can't get you there. You yeah. gonna have to get there on your own. Yes, sir. You can't get there without. This, uh, mm. You can just this discussion alone and bless me. Praise uh, God. Thank you. Just this morning before I came here, uh, I was from Memphis, and I had a coworker to text me and ask me to pray for them. Mm-hmm. So situation, and I believe God's gonna move for the individual. However. I believe these guys move in a different way. Wow. They're actually wanting the prayer. And so I held off my prayer. And I said, Lord, 
I want you to minister to that, that person. Mm-hmm. Um, because the way they praying, I don't believe, is in the right area. Right. I said, I, I pray for wisdom for that person to right. yes. pray for themselves. Yes. So just this conversation has, has been a blessing to me because it confirms yes. what my spirit was telling me. What, what what God was putting in me. Yeah, pray, but this is how you pray. That will be done. That will be done. Amen. And even when I had talked to this person a couple of weeks ago, the Lord, she had asked me to pray for her several weeks ago. And it seems like it's a continual thing. And I said, it's something God dealing with with that right. person. And the Lord revealed to me to tell them, you need you. to go through this, then Father, give them the strength that they need. Give them endurance power. Long-suffering and release upon them. That they're able that even at the end of the day and at the end of the the battle, they're coming out, but they're coming out higher. And whatever God was dealing with that person with, then it's done. Because yeah. we pray, Father, that will be done. Yes. When you pray, Father, that will be done with that person and, and, and God moves, that means that's a mountain they don't have to go around. But if we always pray and it aborts the process of what God is doing, that person continuously come around when we continuously see the same results. Yes. That's even in our own lives. That's even in our own lives. So, this is really, really, really helpful. Even as an intercessory leader, this is helping me because it's a lot of things I didn't didn't know of in doing. And I had to repent because, first of all, it was no charge because I didn't know. It was a charge because I didn't seek to know it. Pray the word. Pray God's word. Yeah. We fight in the word. We fight in the prayer. prayer with faith, faith, faith hope, hope, and love. How can you pray for them if you don't love them? Uh-huh. I gotta love, love my enemy. That's right. Because <laughs> God said He is love. And they persecuted Jesus. Mm-hmm. But yet He prayed for them. Mm-hmm. Can you pray for them when they curse you out? When they prosecute you, when they stone you, when they lie on you, can you pray for them still? I'm saying wholeheartedly, seriously. Can I still pray for that person? Not a wicked prayer. Not something happened. But Father, that will be done seriously. Because you are always rewarded in the end. You're rewarded in the end. Mm-hmm. Because you pray for them sincerely. You pray for others. Jesus has a seat for you. You are always victorious. Hallelujah. Always. Intercessory prayer is a deep, is a is a deep prayer. It's pleading for others at all times. 
on behalf of those that can't pray for themselves, those that can't pray for themselves, those that don't know how. Right or wrong, that's what we do. That's what we do. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Are there any more questions? I pray that this has been all that you expected it to be.